Patrick Coots from the Carlton Footy Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Dane Zorko here from the Brisbane Lions. Jason Johannesson from the Western Bulldogs. Luke Parker here from the Sydney Swans. It's Roy Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Maxwell and Melbourne Football Club. This is Matt Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. My friend, you're just seven weeks left in your fantasy footy season and a couple of weeks away from the very important final four weeks, whether it be rankings, whether it be your leagues, whether it be a draft of any form, we are here to help you across all of your fantasy formats. Hello, it is MJ from the Coaches Panel and a monster episode and plenty of the members of the panel assembled to help you with your fantasy footy side. i got Tim in. It's been a while since we've had him in off the bench, but he's back again. Hello, mate. How are you? Going well, thanks. Nice to have you. And I think we're now four or five weeks in a row now. We've had the Fox. He's making some money. He's doing his job. Hello, Fox. How are you? How am I doing? Look, mate, you're doing... You, the fact that you've you've walked in with a bit of head wobble because mm. Westhoff had a good week. Oh, can that, we save that to later? No, we can talk about don't him right talk now. Too much about him? No, I but you've to... walked in very confident. <laughs> not in red speedos, thank goodness for everybody. But you've just walked in thinking you're top shelf. He's doing all right. Oh yeah, he got dropped, but all of a sudden one twenty odd. Oh, look at me the on the new... week that gone. Oh, Where don't rub it in, Fox. <laughs> don't rub it in. I've also got Betty Gogos on the line. Hello, buddy. Hey, mate. Good to be back. i uh, just going to say long live the Hoff. Oh, don't, don't encourage him. Don't encourage him. All right, lads. There's, there's plenty of stuff I want to get to later in the episode. Uh, our Patreons have dropped a couple of questions for us. We want to get to answering them. If you want to support the coaches panel, there are a number of ways you can do it. But one of them, of, of course, is joining our Patreon army at patreon.com forward slash coaches panel. We want to answer them. Uh, we want to talk about how do you juggle premiums, and especially once they get injured. Um, some upgrade targets. We'll get to that in, in a second. And... Talk about some processes that are going to help coaches through the final six weeks of the year. Before it, let's talk about some guys that as we enter the final seven weeks of the fantasy footy season, and regardless of whether you're focused in Dream Team, Supercoach, or AFL Fantasy, and I suppose it's relevant for drafts as well, um, regardless if your priority or focus is seasonal win in terms of your league or in the salary cap formats is rankings, You just want guys that over these final few weeks of the year are just going to brain it on the way home for you, deliver scores over and above their average, be top six, top eight, top whatever in their scoring line. And and so, Fox, in a moment, I want to get your thoughts on some super coaches. Um, I'm very intrigued to see if Westhoff turns up in this or not. But, but Tim, maybe we'll kick it off with you with, with Dream Team and AFL Fantasy. Probably the only real player that's of any change that's probably more relevant in AFL fantasy than in Dream Team is Dusty Martin, where he's forward eligible in that format. But outside of that, pretty much the backs and the forwards that we already have in Dream Team are relevant in AFL fantasy too for the top line. So who are some guys in that format that not really caring about their ownership numbers either too much, but guys, you go, I'm looking at their draw, look at their fixture, I look at what they're doing right now. I think they're going to run home in an incredibly strong way. Yeah, so there's always guys who do this, and you look back at the end of the season and go, man, have I just got on that guy at the end of round 16? Last seven rounds, boom. So if you can pick it, this is the time. Look, the first one is um, no real surprise, is the ultimate risk-reward pick in AFL Fantasy is Tom Rockliffe. Okay. So given what he's done in the last two weeks, obviously the previous one didn't count because he played in the reserves, but... um, a guy who can have that kind of ceiling is um, someone who could really take take you storming up the rankings. But equally, yeah, he could equally uh, get 
another soft tissue injury or whatever it is. He's just that kind of guy. So he could average 150 from here on. He could play one more game and get injured. Well, I think I in know. Dream Team and Fantasy this year, you t- and it's always dangerous to take out injury-impacted games because for one of those games where he got a concussion, he was he played for three quarters of the game there and thereabouts and was struggling in that game. But I think he's averaging in Dream Team and Fantasy around about 120 with fully fit. I think mm-hmm. the two things that are always the difficult things about trading in Rockliffe, one's not unique to this year, the other is. One is he's already shown this year his tendency to get injured a couple of times, one hamstring, one concussion. The other is around... We're still yet to really see Boak, Wines, and Rockcliffe all play more than just parts of a game in the midfield. Are you concerned about either of those two things? I know his ceiling's there, but do either of those two things concern you about a reason to trade Rocky in? Um, yeah, I mean, definitely things you've got to work out, especially I think they said Boak's probably going to play this week. Yeah, it looks like he will, yeah. Um, I don't think Wines has fully hit his straps yet either. So. No. Yeah, look, that's definitely a good point. So, anyway, that was just one. Uh, no, 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 it wasn't meant to shut it one, down. It was uh, rather if, if, uh, if that w- those were concerns or uh, hesitations enough, because you're right. Like, outside of Tom Mitchell's last year, Brody Grundy this year, um, and, and the odd Stephen Cornelio moment, th- there's not many that have shown over the past five years the scoring ceiling of Tom Rockliffe. So, if the right role and the opportunity is there and he can get seven weeks of good footy out of his body, then. Yes, certainly the possibilities are. All right. Who else have you got some other options there in Dream Team and Fantasy is just braining it on the run home for me? All right. Uh, the next one is one we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, and he's had a couple of good weeks and thankfully is not on the injury report. That's <laughs> Scott Lysette. Oh, yeah. Nice. And so thankfully, because obviously he looked a bit proppy on the weekend, mm-hmm. um, but uh, he's apparently going to be all right. So being the sole ruck has just done wonders for his scoring. He's got... He scored nearly 400 points in the last three weeks in fantasy. Yeah, and, uh, I'm not talking super coach, but I'd you'd probably add another hundred to that in the last. Yeah, he's been three weeks. Um, so basically, if he if he's playing well and if Porter winning like they just did, mm. then that isn't likely to change. He's yeah. going to stay as the same ruck. Um, you know, he's definitely someone who could uh, kick you up in the rankings. And would you be picking him as a R two? Because um, most sides are probably locked through that part of the ground now. Are you picking him as an F six, or is this a little bit of a extra expensive West off where you get the opportunity of both with the DPP through there? I'd probably take him as an F six because you're more okay. likely to be able to use that as like a rotating bench. Sure. I mean, if you don't have a full twenty two, you could probably easily squeeze him in at F six. But if you've already got twenty two premiums and you've got enough money to get mm. a, another one, he's probably a very handy. F6, F, um, pushing your worst forward down to F7 with a link in the midfield, something like that. You could basically cover mids, forwards, rucks with one position. Yeah, I mean, nice. that's a luxury most people probably don't have quite yet, I would imagine, in fantasy, but that sort of thing. Um, unless people have got Gorn and something happens between here and the weekend where he doesn't play for some yeah. reason. Yeah, well, the news about Max Gorn came out Tuesday evening that he's started doing some rehab this week. They're expecting him on Thursday morning, to, and if he can get through training through there, he'll probably get named and and then it's probably mostly about how he pulls up from Thursday's main training session. So he's no guarantee to play this week. Like other clubs have come out and said, like a Lockie Whitfield, the Giants have said he's coming out to play. Gorn's still got a few kind of hurdles to jump over, but it's promising for, for Gorn over so far. Yep. And the last one I'll just mention quickly um, to move on to the other guys is just Isaac Heaney. Oh, nice. Because he basically is back racking up the midfield touches. Yeah, he is. 
he's not he's not the lowest of ownership guys. No, he's not. But, but in terms of average, pump he's and scores. clearly in the better role and better scoring than he has been for chunks of the season. Yes, it has. And and there was some sort of concern that you know with Menzel out of the side for a while there and Buddy out for a little while that maybe that would kind of impact his scoring. But you're right, he's. I actually don't quite mind what the Swans are doing at the moment. Yeah, and he's, uh, his last four games, he's had 28, 23, 25, and 33 touches, which is, he hadn't had over 20 since around five before that. No, and their scores are 114, 93, 114, and 118 in Dream Team and Fantasy through yep. there. So those that's consistency that he hasn't really put on for big chunks of this year as well. Yep. So, And that's with Buddy out, and he's hopefully back in a, a couple of weeks anyway. Yep, no, it certainly is. All right, well, there you go. There's just any, any others there? They're kind of your top three you've got away for us through there. All yep, right. yep. I like that. Um, let's pivot away, and, and Benny, I'll get some thoughts for you across some, all the formats in a moment, but let's go to the super coach specialist in the Fox. You've got some names that on the run home you think we could be targeting, regardless of, again, formats or drafts. These are guys we could be um, trading in for. Um, into our fantasy footy sides in Supercoach. start with my bestest. Oh, right for it. <laughs> right, my bestest would be a bit vanilla, but... Um, Westhoff isn't vanilla. No, McRae. Okay, nice. Okay, right. He, would, he would be the one that I'd be... He'd, I reckon he's going to go huge. Um, he's got... Uh, well, he has been the past month, hasn't he? Yeah. Well, he's going to go even huger. Um, if Silvani can get 109 against Melbourne... <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> McRae's got Melbourne... This week, yes, he does. So, what, what do you reckon? Well, one eighty nine, two oh nine. Let's not get carried away, but I, I definitely think the current role that he's got with the doggies is they've got a real solid midfield three now of Bontempelli, Dunkley, um, and McRae taking large chunks of yeah. centre bounces along with Timmy English, and they actually look really good. Like, no surprise that they're actually winning games and staying in games longer because that midfield three. Jeez, that's a pretty good top-line three midfielders. And everyone's getting the points, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, Hunter's getting some Lloyd's of the ball. Lloyd's and, good know, up forward for him. Yeah, they're all... But, uh, yeah, McRae, he's got Melbourne, the Saints, the hapless Saints, Frio, Brisbane, and Adelaide to finish. So he's got um, pretty good... Yeah, it's not all, bad. Actually, yeah. all, the, all the dogs. In fact, in, as you're talking super coach, there's another one of his teammates who MJ just mentioned who's... Every bit is good on Bond the run home. Bontem Pelly. Yep. Yeah, he was, he's my next best. Okay. Oh, <laughs> right, well, there you go. I was you waiting for it, and I'm thunder. like, oh, you, you, you just, I just figured you would have mentioned him. It's Jim, called a Jim, segue, Jim, mate. Jim, we Jim, work Jim. in it's a radio studio. It's a mm. natural segue. It's fine. No, I'm glad we're on the same page. Oh, good. Okay, so McRae and then into Bontem Pelly for the same reasons. Yep, and a plethora of, of a pack of dogs would be the correct. For um, two dogs. Yeah. Double dogs. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I'd also like the Crows. Okay. Although I didn't like them. I don't think the, anybody the, liked them last the other week. week. But they've got a good. They've got a good run. They if, do. Now, if they can't, you know, put some decent scores, you know, like Sloan and Matty Crouch. Yeah. If they can't put some decent scores, uh, they got Gold Coast, Essendon, Carlton, St Kilda. It's a the decent next four. Form. That's that's as good a. Uh, next four, as you can almost Well, get, you'd almost ask for Melbourne, and that's about as easy as it could get for you, unfortunately. But yes, it's a very tidy fixture. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, Slo- Sloaney and Crouch. That, that'd be my mids that I'd go through. Do you want any other positions? That- uh, if if the, Mate, the floor is yours. If the, if you've got something else uh, for I'll us. Just, I'll, I'll just touch over those. Okay. Um, I, I do like Sicily. 
You like the Sicily. I do. It, like it's a good it. time to buy them. Last week was the perfect time, but now it's still good. No, well, he hasn't gone up that much. He's still very, very... Still very cheap. Very, very achievable to gain with that, you know, low dollars. Yes, it is. Uh, so he'd be the one in the back line, because I imagine everyone's got Lloyd, you know, Hearn, you know, those sort of guys. So, yes, sick dog. As long as he keeps his head in the right focus. Well, does. But didn't he change. play all right? You know, he played uh, very well last week against like Collingwood, but to be fair... There was a lot to like. He was very, very good, but the delivery to the Collingwood forwards was... Yeah, from atrocious. The, from almost. I'm not making eye contact with Tim <laughs> for fear of making tears come out of his eyes. That was some but, of the worst forward delivery I've seen all year. It, when we did get any kind of forward Well, delivery. that's right, when you got some. <laughs> Hasn't Champion Dart had Collingwood up right up the top for the last few years? Well, yeah, but let's be honest. That Pendles? And... Yeah, well, he got pretty well tagged in this right. game. Anyway. All right, we're just floating over the back the defenders. Um, The forwards, there's two guys here okay. I like. Right. One axe is a ruck. Uh, West... <sighs> Go. Westy and Dunkley. Now, now the dogs again. You know, the Dunkley right. would be one of the top forwards. I'd. I would think so. You're paying top dollar for it you, now. But you yes. are paying, but you said you wanted the most points I, I, on field. Hundred percent. Yep. No, this is this is not about buying I'm, low. No, I'm giving you the most points that I can see any 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 forward getting on the run home. Okay. And yeah, just look. Uh, Tim covered it with uh, Lysette, but I think I, I think. Why not have Lysette and West off? Oh, really? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Why not have the double pair? <laughs> uh, one and R2. Just... Oh. One might be worth a couple of hundred more. Yeah, but... So, like, if you... Not if, even the most if adamant you, Port fan would do that to their fantasy side. What, I, was, I was really surprised. I was just watching the uh, ownership yes. of West off. He only went up 0.1% from last week. And wasn't it point four the week before? He went down. It went down? The, yeah. Well, that's because he wasn't playing <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you can imagine that would happen. Oh. Right? But no, he went up, you know, I just, my mind can't fathom. 6.8 to 6.9, so only about 210 Coaches got on him. on him, so that's probably half well, 210 of- coaches got to enjoy his score on yeah. ground and probably at the expense of not getting gaunt. Yeah. So Sandy. there's probably a few in Alberton and probably a few of the coaches panel listeners that oh, mate, actually listen to... We've got a lot more listeners than the 210 <laughs> you just suggested, mate. Well, that's all that jumped on him. I was, I was, hey, I was a bit disgusted, all right, to okay. be honest. But... All right. So they're your super coach guys to be bringing in through there. That's about it. That's about um, it. Actually, Benny's... Yeah, big shout out to Benny. Over the past, I remember, you know, he's gone past. He's been great at um, this, so I'm just going to... Benny Gogos take some Yeah, with um, JPK and Sheil and Gelwood. He's yeah. brought those names up. He has. In, in previous years. Yeah, so. not in this season for Gelwood, but yes, yeah. definitely true. Well, Benny, so, let's throw some names over yeah. to you. I, I'm a little hesitant to suggest uh, if you're going to give me any Port Adelaide Ruxes guys on the run home, as good as they've been last week, but... Uh, you, any guys that you feel like we've missed across the formats that are worth making sure we touch on? Yeah, mate. Getting a, a little bit of a wrap-up there from old Foxy. That was very nice of him. I'm not sure he's super accurate in that behalf, but um, I'll try my best. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm quite keen on fixture lists that demonstrate to me, or they give me clubs that I don't think are going to put their players in for early season restings. And Primarily, I'm looking for teams that want to be winning a flag in 2019 um, that also have fairly strong fixtures. So one of the teams I'm looking at is the Collingwood Footy Club. They've got 
Um, a somewhat di- difficult fixture coming up over the next fortnight, but then they work into Richmond, Gold Coast, Melbourne, Adelaide, and finish with Essendon. That's a really strong five. That's going to be a five that's going to put te- put them into a lot of form, you would hope. Mm. So I'd be loading up on guns from the Collingwood Footy Club. You know, you've got to be looking. You've got to be looking right now. You've got to be thinking to yourself. We were talking about Isaac Haney not long ago. If I'm Sydney right now and I'm thinking, wow, we've made finals, you know, fairly consistently. Um, Isaac has been banged up. We all know mm. he's been banged up this season. And look, realistically, they do have an okay draw. So um, someone like the Sydney Swans do have an okay draw. But if you've got a guy that's been banged up perennially, it's a constant question mark for me. The other thing that I want to be floating out here at the moment is I want guys with really high upside if we're talking about getting the best of the best. Now, I don't, I don't think, whilst we're talking about who is going to be the best player here, I don't think we should be shying away from value. So, um, you know, maybe Sicily is one that's sort of been thrown up. There's quite a few guys. There are always there's quite a few guys that are going to throw up a lot of value to them. So I, I would be looking at value guys. But if you're hunting the fixtures right now, Look, I'm liking Collingwood. I'm not hating on Richmond either. So they've got Melbourne and Carlton round 19 and 20. They got Brisbane um, in round 23, which is looking like a fairly strong fixture for them. So Collingwood is the, the team that immediately jumps out to me as someone that's super desirable. There's a couple of players from there that I'll touch on. One guy that I'm very keen on is still side bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's at a it's sort of quite a last fortnight, but he's renowned as being the type of guy that goes 105 to 110 in Dream Team. So, look, if he were to hit those numbers, uh, if he was to hit that as a seasonal average from here, that would mean a big finish to the season. And yeah. we all know that he's been capable of doing it, MJ. I mean, he's a he's an absolute star when he's up and running. So, he's one guy that that I'm looking at. I think you've got to we've got to be fairly lax in the names that we give up here because there is going to be someone coming from left field. I mean, I'm looking at another name right now from the Collingwood Footy Club, Tom Phillips. Totally wouldn't surprise me if he absolutely came home like a train. I'm not going to tell you that I can predict it, and if I did predict it, I wouldn't be telling you because I'd be wanting to win the the cash, mate. Um, But, yeah, you've got to be thinking really outside the box. And the further you are away from potentially... You know, if, if, say, you're in the top 100 right now, but you're sitting at 100th rather than first, well, the, the risk-reward, you've got to be taking a greater risk. Um, so you've really got to be rolling the dice a lot more. So maybe someone like a Tom Phillips, who's in less than 1% of teams in real dream team, might be a guy that you actually consider very strongly. Having said that, if you're playing more for the league's victory, which I know a lot of people are doing at the moment, then it's a completely different kettle of fish. So... You've just got to weigh up the risk-reward and, and try and determine you know, how much you're willing to take. But do recognise as well that if you're making the move that nine people out of ten right now are making, you aren't really going to be catching up too much. Yeah, well, you make an interesting point, and maybe I'll get some a little bit more around-the-grounds thoughts from everyone, is you talk about you know sides that are making finals, and certainly they're the players that are going all in, but you make the kind of the reverse point is you almost want to have some level of hesitation about trading in guys that are really finals are either no hope or a really difficult opportunity. Um, we don't need to go around the grounds and ask whether Gold Coast or Carlton um, or Melbourne are making finals this year. Unfortunately, for varying reasons, they're out of the equation. 
Um, you could mathematically say St Kilda and the Swans are there, but I don't know if anyone here feels really strongly like they're going to come home strongly enough to contend for the bottom spots in the eight. So I'm not getting anyone ready to argue with me on that. So we'll keep moving. And then it probably comes down to the next group of five that might be able to dislodge the current eight. It feels pretty settled at the moment, looking at some of the fixtures through there. But Hawthorne, Bulldogs, Fremantle, North Melbourne, and Essendon. Um, Essendon's just out on percentage. Any of those other four sides, would you feel nervous about trading any of their guns in, knowing that they are a couple of wins outside of the eight right now? Or do you, or would you oh. put a line through any of those teams yet? Or yeah, well, I think I think firstly Hawthorne's not really a serious chance, mate. They've only had six wins yeah. <laughs> for the season. Um, those top twelve, I I still have fairly strong suspicions that a couple of those teams aren't really going to push very high, but. At the end of the day, what you're looking for with these guys as well is potentially, say, someone from the Western Bulldogs has come in recently has been Patrick Lipinski. Mm-hmm. Um, so he hasn't played a heap of footy up until this point. Um, he's also a guy that's sort of just burst onto the scene. He's a lot less uh, likely to be arrested than, say, someone like Isaac Heaney, who we alluded sure. to earlier. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it is a bit of a case-by-case basis as well. But you do have to be thinking along the lines of like, how much of a risk is this guy right now? And also, what is the upside to me selecting someone? So how, if if the stars aligned, how good could it be for me? Yeah. And I, I look at a guy like Isaac Heaney, I keep harping on about it. He's a very, he's a very uh, loved fantasy player, of course, but... His upside has never been super high, at least to this point. We're possibly seeing, you know, maybe the best case scenario for a month of footy might be 100, maybe 105 in real dream team, mm-hmm. possibly a little bit high in Supercoach. Yep. But we're, we're really aiming for maybe like 110, 120, depending on the position right now. So you've got to be really taking a risk. And that's why I do see certain players from certain teams that are in very low percentages of sides that I'm thinking to myself, hey, if I had the trades, and MJ, I'm going to let you in on a little fact, I don't have the trades, but <laughs> if I did have the, if the trades, uh, you've got to be excited by some. But it's going to come down to the, the personal opinion of everyone because I can tell you right now I'm, going to, I'm not going to nail 9 out of 10. I'm going to nail 1. Who knows what that 1 is? But if you can nail 1, 2, or 3 guys that no one else has that goes 120-plus from here, you're right in the running. You can still make up a lot of ground in the last seven weeks. All right, there you go. I'll have some of those thoughts and reflections across all members of the panel um, while Ben goes and dies quietly into the corner. Um, I've got a question. I suppose, Fox, I'll start it with you. I'm, I'm curious uh, your take. And again, every question has to always be put through the lens for, for a coach of, What's your ultimate focus? Is it league winning and winning over against mates or co-workers or family, whoever is in your league, versus his overall rankings, your, your objective? And I know you could say both, but really, one's the greater priority than the other. So I know these next couple of questions I want to ask all of the members of the panel kind of have that as the caveat through there. But, but Fox, I'll throw it to you in a, in a hypothetical situation. Is it better to have cover in a line so a, a, a solid bench playing emergency. This is more for salary cap formats too, by the way. In drafts, yeah, yeah. obviously, it's fine. Um, is it better to have cover in a line or to upgrade an on-field premium, at, I suppose, at the cost of not having cover in that line? I like my cover. 
Okay, why is that? Talk me through why you like it. I know this week, coaches that had cover in their ruck line, either with Westhoff or the 30-point potato of Zach Clark, got themselves some extra points on field than they probably would have otherwise. But talk me through why you like cover and why you hesitate to make an upgrade in that line at the cost of it. I just like cover between your mid, like the DPP cover that you can like swing. In the rolling lockouts, you can swing around, yeah. Yeah, like for an example, um, I've I've I actually took Tom Lynch, the Tiger Tom Lynch, super coach. Yes, you took your own advice. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know how many. A few people did actually. How unlike fantasy (laughs) podcast people taking our own advice? Hey, look at us go. No, but it would have been easy to go a rookie. Yes, it could have, and a bit less, but. It's about points on field. I think Tommy Lynch is going to be good to... Okay, let's to, not talk about Tom Lynch. ...to swing to swing in with Westhoff, you know. Off, right. Off, you so know. you made a trade because you wanted to build the depth of your overall squad, even though you could have used that extra 100000 or so with a downgrade. It could have helped you with an upgrade later. You're trying to get a, I thought a those, squad balance. More. Yeah, I thought those points are going to be uh, better used. Okay, with with cover. So it's not just points on yeah. field for you, it's points on with, field, yeah. but not of the cost of destroying the need for a cover. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. absolutely. Tim, do you have a contrary opinion to that, or, or do you think similar lines as well? Oh, man. As with everything, it depends. Yeah, I know. So there's the caveat of you of going that? for rankings, are you going for leagues, yeah. is it a do or die? I know all that, but in a general sense. So AFL Fantasy, I would 100% go points on field. And, and copper donut if you get it. If Look, if it comes to that, Bad luck. Yeah. Because it's so easy to trade out a guy at this stage. Once you've got 22 on field, mm-hmm. 22 premiums, you know, Whatever. you've got two trades a week. Yeah. So, you know, if you don't do points on field, others will if you're going for um for overall. So for overall, sure. For AFL Fantasy, yep, I'd definitely go points on field. But for the other two, it really depends on trades left. I mean, if you're someone who's not going to leave yourself many trades, if you have had to trade hard, you're only going to one or two trades left. Yeah. You'd want to be using your trades up to that point. Yes. To do what Fox said, you need something on the bench, even if it's just like one floating, yeah. semi-premium kind Corbett. of guy that you can use DPP <laughs> to float like someone on. Handsworth or you know, one of those Lockhart or, or like a parish up forward. What I don't know is you know. We're talking about two very different types of people here. You're talking about cash cows cash that are still cows. floating around for some reason, and you're talking about guys that have got, you know, it's, it's like career a, best form in the past six weeks. Yeah, but like just in someone you could have got as like an underpriced, yeah, really almost cheap. premium kind of guy. Are you going to say Tom Lynch, are you? Is that what, you were, is that what you're leading to? No, no, yeah, no, okay, no. great. All right. Not going Tom Lynch. Uh, well, what about for you, Benny? Uh, you got a thought there? Do you normally choose, Are you happy to sacrifice your bench depth for on field points? Uh, yeah, I am. I, I probably would preface the answer by saying how long is a piece of string. Sure. Um, I mean, yeah, we really don't know what the best way is. Ideal sense, you've got cover on a line. Of course, the, the rookies are certainly certainly on specific lines. I'm thinking particularly the forward line this year. They've been very difficult. Um, so I can see teams that might have two non-playing rookies on the bench right now. But look, if you're you're limited in trades, I think you probably just have to run the gauntlet a little bit, unless of course a rookie comes through that you think is actually going to add a lot of value to your on-field scoring. It's all about getting the points on the field. Now we we harp on about it from round one, but of course you're going to have everyone 
also throwing in their two cents that, hey, we do need cash generation. That's very true. Mm. At this point in time, you've got a full team. I hope you have a full team. You've got a full team. Uh, you need to be getting those points on the field. So if there's an injury, if there's a late out, Josh Kelly's a guy that we're, we're probably going to speak about a little bit, but someone like him um, and you don't have someone on the bench, mate, you're trading Josh Kelly. Uh, it's as simple as that. Now, we also got to be thinking about what are your goals? Are you trying to win the premiership? Are you trying to go for overall? They're two different things as well, as we've harped on about. But at the end of the day, how long is the piece of string? We're trying to get as many points on the field as possible. Yeah, and that's why, again, every coach has their own temperament behind it too. Some be a little bit more conservative and don't like to expose their side to the, well, no matter if I get a, a laid out, I'm screwed, whereas others go, well, I'm happy to lose uh, 100 points in one week of a premium or a 70 points of a rookie not playing, but I think I'm going to make up those the points gap over a seven-week period with a premium through there. So you might be thinking, oh, do I... Do I keep, I'm trying to think, a Dylan Clark on my side for an extra two to three weeks, bank some cash, or do I go all in and go and get a cheaper midfield premium like a like a Matt Crouch or a steel side bottom is someone that, Benny, you've talked about, and you bank in that you're going to make up those points over the seven-week period, over the one week you get a laid out. That's another of those factors. And again, every coach plays the game differently. I just prefer to go for it and cop, cop a donut on the way home um, but again some people don't, don't want to do that and that's totally fine too we all have different ways of playing the game there's so many different ways of all of your formats that help you get the overall success there's no well there is right and wrong but um, there, there's so many different ways to get to the ideal results um, it's your it's, it's your risk your risk appetite yeah it so, is like yeah exactly what you what you said just then you're your appetite is to try and uh, take advantage as much as, much as possible now, um, knowing full well that the likelihood is... It'll burn me on the back half. Yeah. Absolutely right. But you're also playing the highest upside potential. So, you know, the potential is when you get lucky, you're actually not going to get hurt on the back end. Mm. Most times you will. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> I say that because I'm already getting hurt, mate. So. Yeah. Um, I'm very much in that that space. So, um, but you know, it's it's the most uh, it's the highest potential return. It's the least safe. Um, so that's why I keep talking about it. But I'll keep harping on about it till I'm red in the face. If you're trying to win the league right now, it's a completely different outlook. You're conserving trades. You're trying to hold them for the for the finals. As long as you're making the finals, that's completely fine. You can throw a game or two, and you're still right in the hunt to win that flag. All mm. you have to do is turn up for the last couple of weeks. Yep. In, the, in the overall calculations, you have to be gunning it every single week because the value of round round 17 is just as high as round 23. No, that's fair enough too. All right, well, we'll hopefully that helps you if you're a little bit unsure between should you have upfield, you know, upgrading on field at the cost of your cover or vice versa. There's some thoughts from different members of the panel. Benny, while, I, while I've got you, you mentioned Josh Kelly. Um, let's talk about him. And I suppose the next question is, when we've got now seven weeks left in our fantasy footy season, um, potentially less, depending on if you're going for a league focus and your league ends ahead of time for that. But what do you do when a premium like a Josh Kelly is now missing from a third of the season or more? 
at this point in time of the year. So I guess the question is, what do you do when a premium misses two weeks this late in the season? Is it a guaranteed trade no matter what? Or is it, again, got to be filtered through the caveats of focus, trades remaining, priorities, etc.? Uh, it's only going to be filtered through one thing, one thing, and that's focus. So, you know, if you're you're trying to win the premiership, then I think you can possibly, and you don't have many trades left, I would say hold on to him. Um, but really that feels very wrong and that feels like unusual circumstances. Um, if you're going for the premiership, you should have more, you should have a few trades left. Um, so I'd probably be trading. If you're going for overall, there is no question, MJ, you were trading this week. Uh Firstly, we don't know exactly what the situation is. Now, they've said three weeks, roughly. We've got, what, seven weeks Mm -hmm. left to go. We know that that can drag out to being four weeks. We know it could drag out to possibly being five weeks. Um, We've seen seen it with Lockie Whitfield. We're seeing it with Tom Lynch, actually, a surprising uh, development. Yeah, Yeah. Um, he's a guy... He's a guy that was a quite a unique um, player that's really uh, added added a lot of woes to his owners. Um, you yeah, sound so, like one of them. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, um, no, I was lucky. But um, Josh Kelly, yeah. So I'm looking at him. And the other thing you've got to be thinking, right, is how can I make this really advantageous to myself? So what is the good thing about Josh Kelly now? Well, he's just gone through an insane run of form, and yeah. guess what? He is just about uh, the highest price player in almost every competition. He's worth in a fact, mint. I'm, yep, I'm looking at eight hundred thirty-six thousand in Dream Team right now. So you can potentially go down to just about anyone, make up a hundred or even more thousand, and then fix or facilitate an upgrade in another part of your team, or potentially get bench cover. Say you're looking at someone like. Uh, you know, I think Travis Boak's probably going to play this week, but yep. maybe Travis Boak wasn't playing. Um, you've got a DPP player, and you can potentially move a Brett Bewley to someone who's sitting around the 500,000 mark, and you're saying, well, I've got a guy now that can cover two lines, and he's going to, he's going to help me save the Travis Boak donut. I don't mind a move like that so much, um, especially considering how many points it adds to you right from the get-go. So... I think one of the points that we really need to be harping on about and one of the things that our listeners should be taking out of today's discussion is like we need to be getting the points now. There's no there's no point waiting around, uh, especially if you're going for overall. Of course, the leagues is a different situation, but I don't know exactly what the discourse has been. I've, um, I've had a fair bit of work this week. I don't know exactly what the discourse has been, but I'd be very surprised if it wasn't trading Josh Kelly this week because... You know, you've got a guy that's three to five weeks. Um, he's at 836,000 Dream Team MJ, and I'm sure he's roughly the same across the four. Yeah, AFL Fantasy is well over 800,000, around about 620 in Supercoach, which is on the upper echelon in that format of price of points. Yeah, yeah, different price points. So, um, yeah, we to me, it's a bit of a no-brainer. I know that there might be a bit of difference uh, between a, the fellow coaches panel uh, members here but yeah from my point of view I don't think you can hold a guy that, that that's that expensive if you're looking to win it all alright um, Fox is there a world you see yourself holding Josh Kelly alright I'm just going to look through it through my world okay right so there's, there's <laughs> Fox, seven Fox, uh, seven games to go is. is that correct yes and uh, GWS the medical staff that have said Whitfield's going to be out for so long and he's been 
longer. Long. Yes. And the same one that said Delidio last year would be out for so long. It was longer. Almost never came back. Yeah. <laughs> um, <but, laughs> I know because I had him. Um, so they're saying three, are they? They're saying they, two to three. come out Tuesday and said uh, three weeks with a calf injury. That's all they've said. All right. so they, said, they said could be plus or minus one. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't think it'd be two-week calf injury. Yeah, it, that's like oh. you're in a one-week hammy, hey? All right. So three, missing three out of seven. Three of seven. Creeping up to four t- so over seven in a ratio, four to seven. That's oh, over yeah. half. Yes. As the game's left, 4-7, four, 4-7 four, four is... He has 4 of 7 available so if he misses 3. Yes. Yeah, get rid of him. God, that was the worst <laughs> bit of maths to, to just sum up what Ben did in... No, get rid of him. Okay. <laughs> have uh, you seen who they play in the last four games? Though? Here we go. I just say their last four games, they're playing all teams outside the eight. They've got Sydney, Hawthorne, Bulldogs, Gold Coast. Yeah, that's pretty tasty. Um, but oh. I also don't see a reason to rush him back in either. That's true. That. That's true. Probably depends on where you're at. If you've got really good cover, like, he's the best mid. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Look, there's no midfielder that's been as consistent as him this year um, in terms of his ability to do what he's done week in, week out, week in, week out. Problem is he's missed a lot of footy this year. This is the second time he's been out injured this year. That would be your only hesitation. But GWS would desperately want to get a couple of games into him pre-finals because... They are a genuine top four chance. They need a bit to go their way, but they're yeah. a genuine top four chance. Yeah, I tend to agree. You'd have to trade him out. T- trade three. him out. But would he, anyone he, trade him back? Well, would you trade him yeah, back? Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. He'd be very unique um, for such a high-scoring guy in these last few games that's with true. that kind of fixture. You'd just be paying through the fucking nose for I'd it. I'd do it. If I was in a league and I was that far ahead, I'd just You keep, knew you were safe for finals. Yeah, I'd just keep him and just yeah. provoke my opponents by just saying <laughs> I've got him sitting there. So if you, you had know? someone like a, a Dylan Clark, maybe a, a Row Bottoms had a good run of form at the moment. Um, maybe you jumped early on a Dunkley. I know AFL Fantasy jumped on him a fair bit this week with the, you know, the weekly price changes through there. Would you, um, in those formats, if leagues is the priority, not rankings, go, I'm just going to stash him away. I'm just going to keep plugging away and building my squad. I know my final spot in the top four or top eight is guaranteed. Would you be a bit more... Then you'd do that if that was your focus? But I'd let my opponents know. You'd let him know he's there. Just let him know that he's there. Two weeks away till this boy returns and I'm going to wipe the floor with you. I I do like a bit of Fox trash talk. Yeah, uh, no, I think you you do have to hold. I think one thing that probably... I was thinking about when when Tim was talking a little bit was if this is ha- if this happened ten weeks earlier if we had a guy that was you know probably the highest priced player across the competitions who was injured for a minimum of three weeks I think that's a, a fairly safe estimate uh, what would you be doing I know I wouldn't even think twice about trading and I think the community roughly would be thinking the same so what has changed now other than a a limited number of trades at your disposal. Yeah, that's the variance that kind of gets into play. And and everyone has different ways and approaches of getting to it, for sure. But look, if I was a just Kelly owner, which I am in a couple of formats, he, he's gone for me. I'm trading him. That extra 100000 150000 that he could generate you, if, if for whatever reason you still find yourself that one trade short, maybe you're still lagging around with a a Brody Smith kind of still stuck there, or maybe you're desperately trying to upgrade um, an Oscar Baker off your bench to a something. That extra $100,000, $150,000 could be the difference between completing your side, going down to a side bottom, a crouch, or, you know, so many guys that are still relatively cheap in the midfield. Throw that extra one hundred and fifty k plus whatever you got in the kitty, and all of a sudden, 
you should be pretty close to a completed side. So I'm pretty tempted to make that trade. And I will be making that trade for me personally, but you don't really give a stuff what I'm doing anyway. It's just fine. Um, last question uh, that I want to throw out to the panel before we get to the Patreon's uh, questions. Um, and, and that is around, um, what do we do? And, and maybe I'll start, Tim, with you on this one. What do coaches do? And again, I know there's the variables, but in a general sense, what do you do with guys that have absolutely been nowhere near what we'd expected them to be this year. There's two guys I can think of. I could probably list 20 names, but probably the two that are most frustrating coaches um, would be an Angus Brayshaw and an Alex Witherden. We paid pretty much a premium for them. They both had great back ends of the year, but we were paying pretty heavy price for them at the start of the year um, and, and did okay in the, the first couple of weeks, too, of the year. Neither of them were, were terrible um, in the start of the year. But are we now at that luxury point in the season where we need to start looking to move these guys on, even if we haven't got a completed side? Or if we do have a completed side, is it worth the one or two trades to get them out of our side? Because, to be fair, they were value a few weeks ago, and they still have upside. But gosh, I'm struggling to see where the upside could come from, because it's just not working for us at the moment with those two guys. No, that's right. Sort of just banging your head against a wall all season, isn't it? If you own those two, you'd be like, come on, it doesn't make sense to trade him out this week. Surely, no, nope, did it again. All right, next week, same thing. Um, AFL Fantasy, you got to get rid of him. No matter what? Yeah, I'd get rid of him. Okay, I mean, so if you still had like a, if a, I, a if Griffin I had, Logue on ground in AFL Fantasy, you'd still be getting rid of Brasher over upgrading him? Uh, that'd be an unfortunate situation. <laughs> If you find yourself in that position. But, but you're saying you'd still do that. I actually don't mind Logue this week. Defenders are against Hawthorne are pretty good options. But anyway, play on. Um, oh, jeez. Look, if you got that, you probably would trade Logue because he's, what, back-to-back low scores. Yeah. But, um, Not much off Gus Brayshaw's, though. No, that's right. I mean, you, you just have to look. Who, who could you get Logue to if you traded, upgraded him this with week? With the cash, sure. Compared to who could you get with it in or Brayshaw or whoever too with the same cash? So if the jump in scoring is more, then well, then you'd do that one. But guys like so, I guess the main thing with guys like Brasher is he hopefully won't drop much more price. Well, he's not dropping anything else. He's not dropping tons for us. <laughs> no, no, but he's um he sort of at least dropped a bit of the cash he he was likely to. Yes, yeah, sure. But um, now nah, by this point you should pretty much be looking to do your last upgrade in fantasy if not have a team. So I'd be thinking um he'd be just about the most underperforming player you'd have on field in a lot of cases in yeah. fantasy. Um bit different in the other two formats. Do you just suck it up and you've just got to cop it or is it probably no, it's depends. Worth a trade? Probably depends how many trades you got left. Sure. Really. If and if got, you haven't completed your side again. Yeah, basically. Well look, even if you have, you've completed your side, but you still got, you know four five, plus, four plus five yeah, plus. Five plus I'd I'd trade him. I'd upgrade I, him. I, I would um, definitely do everything, trade hard, get him out. <laughs> yep. It's just his time on ground is low. The way he's being used in the midfield is nowhere like it was last year. Gosh, uh, something's something's changed drastically for Melbourne in the off-season. It's not just the movement of a Jesse Hogan. Unfortunately, that side is a shadow of itself from last year. I know there's been injuries to Jetta, which has certainly hurt. You know, opposition smalls have really cut them apart through there. But again... Their midfield is just getting destroyed. Max Gorn's giving them silver service. Their defense is just leaking to everything. The guy that finished third in the Brownlow is getting about 50% time on ground and barely getting used in the guts. Something's changed. That's all I'm going to say. And I don't think uh, 
get rid of Gus. I don't know if anyone... Or this is turned into a get rid of Gus segment on the on the panel podcast. But, uh, Fox, your thoughts on these guys that have been disappointing <coughs> premiums. All right. Do you do what it takes to get rid of them? Or do you just... you just got to... You've, you've endured 20 weeks almost yeah. of hell. Yeah. You might as well keep and going. it's meant to be a fun game, isn't it? It is meant to be fun. You're not meant to be open the computer or the app and get disappointed and hate that I hate get my disappointment team as soon as you open it up no so no one ever likes that that's what that's what emails are for to be opened up like oh man well well the first scenario would be if you had both Brayshaw and Witherden you'd be it'd definitely kick one of their um, backsides which out. one if you had both what do you do which one's well, the priority Depends on what you can. I'd replace Witherden, to be honest. Really? Uh, in Supercoach. Oh, in Supercoach. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah that's all uh, you talk about. Well, he's got 56 and over in one of his last four, four, four or five. Yeah, so, right. <laughs> he, he's, he's not doing too well. Well, I don't think and, Gussie's ownership in, in Supercoach is anywhere near and, what and it you, is in Fantasy you, and Dream Team. You could make a trade. You could make a 66K trade over to Burton, a guy like Burton. He's and almost get double that score, or, or, or maybe a third of that score more. <laughs> no, double's not far <laughs> off at the moment. Yeah, but that's how low he, that's how low he is at the moment. But but his ownership's not great. It's only five. No, so a lot of people have abandoned that chip. Oh, look, I'd super say. coaches are off him. He's, he's still reasonably high ownership in terms of ten percent yeah. plus, I believe, in Dream Team and AFL Fantasy. So still some long suffering coaches through there. But I I'm of the opinion again, depending on the trades left. Yeah. Just get rid of it. And um, with Brayshaw, on. if you've picked him, I wouldn't have picked him in that, in Supercoach, to be no, honest. No, in Supercoach, I wouldn't have picked him either. 10.5% 10. of people still have him. But in, yeah. I don't know. if you pick, I'd be tempted probably more so to maybe stick with him with the intention that Try probably to I, should, him to your bench probably I you shouldn't can. have him. But if it's going to no, make No, you probably you, shouldn't. <laughs> but if it's going to make you happy... Well, yeah. that's a different question. Yeah. There's the question around and what's good for my enjoyment of the game and then yeah. what's a great strategic, logistical manoeuvre. If you're sitting on like three or four trades left, you probably don't do that. But uh, if you've got... If you've I, w- got- I don't mind the idea. If you're a Kelly and a Brayshaw owner, just use the cash of both to get two premiums you actually enjoy owning. Get yourself down to two trades. Stuff it. Have a go. Like, life is for living. Yeah. Trades are to be used. It's an enjoyable game. But then you keep with it and- if you've got the with it, oh, right. I'll just play Logue. It's fine. <laughs> like, and that's okay. At least with Brisbane, they're up and about. They're finals bound. You know, I've at least got slightly more confidence that yeah, he's going to be closer to a premium score than what I I'm think. We're with Gus. more about having fun. So do do whatever. Yeah, have do whatever. What if just you get it done. if you feel like kicking him out, and it's going to make your yeah. day. Trade him out. Trade yeah, Tom Lynch in. Oh, don't don't <laughs> encourage him. This is your chance to have talked about Westhoff, mate. You didn't take it. So that's disappointing. Any more time. I'd, I'd agree uh, completely on that point that Fox just made. I think I think the rational decision to make is to actually just continue to build around these guys like they've killed us. <laughs> uh, Brayshaw. <laughs> you Brayshaw sound like a Brayshaw not- owner as well. <laughs> Brayshaw has not gone over 91 in Real Dream Team and AFL fans. Uh, he's gone over 91 just once in the past three, six, nine weeks. So Yeah, he's had, one, he's had one ton since his round six yeah. ton against the Tigers. Look how miserable exactly. he sounds. Benny but, sounds. Ben, ben, Benny's heartbroken. <laughs> That's the sound of a man that is waiting for, for the trade period to arrive. That's it, mate. That's it. Nah, um, but I I still would hold on to him because 
Look, I, I mean, if you have a lot of trades, do what you like. If he's really sucking the enjoyment out of the game, and it, look, he, he isn't, I know I might sound, I'm, I'm a little bit sick at the moment, fellas. He's not exactly uh, making me too depressed, to be honest with you, but if he was really making me very upset, then I would, I would pull the trigger. But look, I think if he's not scoring a zero every week, I think we're going to get enough trauma at the back end of the year that those trades are going to be able to be used more wisely than uh, upgrading guys that you just hate to look at in your team. But like I said, this is a game. This isn't life or death. So uh, enjoy yourself first. And if he's really taken away from your enjoyment, well, give him the flick. Yeah, that's right. It becomes an enjoyment question, not so much a... Yes, this is a, a great time to sell him because he's worth so much money. All right, I, I love some of those thoughts, lads. I appreciate your help. Let's uh, jump over to patreon.com forward slash coaches panel where you can join the Patreon army, support the coaches panel. They've thrown in a number uh, of questions for the panel. And I want to go around the grounds with you, lads, and, and get some of your thoughts about some of these players. The first one comes in uh, from John Coombs, a big super coach fan, a good supporter of the coaches panel. Uh, he would like to know options or advice, uh, maybe we'll start with you on this one, Fox. Uh, in yep. Supercoach for Marty Hoare. He's out for pretty much the rest of the year now. Uh, he's valued just under 360000 Um Is there some options that we could be looking at through there in our back lines um, <clears throat> that, that might be worth considering? Or, or right. is, who a, have you got? He's a trade. He's, he's a trade, he's yes. He's dropped money. He's done his... PCL or shoulder? Uh, collarbone, I think it was. He's done something. He's he's out for the year. We'll be there and there. <clears throat> All right. Earlier, I think I mentioned Burton. You did? He would, he'd be about similar. What, what would he be in price? Ryan Burton he's, in Just Super over Coach. 400, I think. Yeah, so you've got to spend a little bit of cash to get there, about 50K right. to get you there. If you haven't got Sicily, I'd try and get that grow. He, like, he's only like 20K more. Than then, uh, Burton. He's still low, Sicily. Yeah, he's 437. So you got, you need about 80k. This is the week. If you want to get Sicily, this is the week to okay, jump on. If, if you, you didn't have him If you got 437, there. spend it on Sicily if you haven't got him. Uh, Ryan Burton's only owned by 1.5%. Reeds was pretty... He's very keen, big on him. Very, very keen on him. Luke um, Ryan's a top five uh, defender, and he's 467. So, yep. again, you need a little bit over 100-odd K. Yeah. I don't mind that as an option. Uh, Crisp is 470, but again, I think Sicily is certainly the, the P1 choice um, to go through there. If, if you're looking for your unique option, would you look at anything crazy like a, a Savage or anything like that, or, or is that just getting too stupid? I wouldn't go under I wouldn't go under Ryan Burton. Under Ryan Burton? I wouldn't go anything. No, Savage that, is yeah. more expensive. He's 391. Yeah, I wouldn't go there. Okay, <laughs> all right, fair enough, too. Look... <laughs> To be brutally uh, honest, no. No, I'm look. I'm just. I'm just throwing names into the mix to kind of help us out. Uh, all right, we'll throw this question out. Uh, maybe we'll throw it over to you, Tim. Uh, it's from uh, from Big Mal down in Tassie, <laughs> great uh, longtime supporter and friend of the coaches panel and a Patreon. He says, "Hello, lads. Uh, what do you think of recent rookies that have been dropped, like Nash, Bewley, Baker, and those that are still playing?" Chol, maybe for this, maybe he's about to get dropped with Jack Rewalt back in. Um, Cameron and Logue, regards to getting back or holding their spots in their respective sides. His question is, really, which ones would you rate highly to have the best opportunity to, to stay in his sides? I think he's kind of looking for what we talked about earlier, some guys that he thinks is going to have some bench cover for his rest of the year. Yep. Well, uh, how's Cameron's job security at West Coast? 
He seems well, to while, have had a. While Petricelli's game. out injured, I think he's going to get games. So how long's Petricelli out? Oh, you'd have to go check the injury list to be exact, a hundred percent sure. But so basically, however long he's out for, that's the job security of uh, Cameron. I he got, didn't he get dropped? No, Petricelli got injured. Okay. Yeah, that that's why he's got into he's the. He's a test office. this week, Petricelli. Yeah, so it, it could be as early as this week he's dropped. Look, the yeah. one thing that Cameron's got over some of those others is he does have mid-forward DPP. So that could be that opportunity to open up some some moves for him of, of most help probably in the rolling lockout forms of Supercoach and Dream Team. I, I don't see a world where Griffin Logue, if he's fit, doesn't play for Fremantle for the next seven weeks. I think they, they've got to get games into him. There's there's no Alex Pierce. They need that extra defensive tool. I think he's clearly going to play for the rest of the year. Yep, and I think we spoke about that a couple of weeks ago on the pod too. That- yeah. Scoring aside, his job security seemed the best. Yep, I think um, so. Nick Hine seems decent for the Saints. Yeah, and look, he'll pick up forward status at the end of this week in AFL Fantasy at their next round of DP additions, so that could be handy for you too. Um, Bewley's not in the side at the moment. I can't, you know, maybe they bring him back. Yeah, Naish, I wouldn't. Naish, I don't. Not that, <clears throat> I think over the past couple of weeks... The Tigers have had six big names come in. It looks like Jack Rewalt's coming back in, which could be bad news for Chol. Nankervis isn't all that far away either, So, which is great cavalry for the Tigers and their shot at, at top four because they're a lock for top eight, no doubt now. Um, but, yeah, I don't think Chol and or Naish have... Well, Naish, they'd need another set of five or six injuries to get him back in the side. Um, and and Chol, uh, the only reason they'd pick him is if uh, they don't like the idea of wanting one solo ruck and now they can't use Sean Grigg. Yeah. Actually, to be honest, I don't mind the job security of Quainor for the Pies. He yeah. played all right. Yeah, he did. Um, and I know the Pies have got a couple of guys in his position, but they're still a few weeks away, I think, in Langdon and Hoare. Um, and if he plays well, I don't know that... I think they would try and keep him in if he plays all right, but he's probably a premium price so you wouldn't own yet anyway you're not getting a heap of value there look you can go and check out coachespanel.tv because there is a listing of all the guys who are on the bubble in dream team and super coach this week and have really strong break even so if you want to look at at least from a pure numbers perspective who's making some money for you at the moment not just who's got good job security go and check out coachespanel.tv that'd be my thoughts through there. Good luck to you, mate. I hope that goes well. Louis Fryer, again, a great supporter of the coaches panel. He's going to suggest a couple of names, an AFL fantasy question. Look, I'll throw it over to you, Benny, because why not? Uh, I'll throw... He's got a couple of scenarios and combinations. Uh, If you really want, I can go into the history of the clubs in the last three. Louis does his research. That's certainly something that's there. But he's got three um, pairing combinations. I want to throw it. Who do you think is the best pairing? This is it. Toby McLean and Elliot Yo, option one. Shannon Hearn and Lockie Hunter. And then the third option is Jones, as in Zach Jones, and then one of Bontempelli or Neil. Which of those pairings do you like? Uh, first glance, I like the Shannon Hearn and Lockie Hunter one. Um, you like the Hearn and Hunter one? So, yeah, just purely because I really like the, uh, the West Coast fixture list for defenders. Um, so they're finishing the season with Carlton, Adelaide, Richmond and Hawthorne in final four. Um, Hunter's someone who perennially does quite well in the run homes. He's just a, a guy that when everyone gets a little bit more tired, he's the type of bloke that continues to run. Mm. So I quite like him. He's in, he's in decent form. You know, he's coming off the back of 120, so... 
didn't do so well the week before, but it was very difficult to see, uh, uh, conditions for someone of his skill set. The next three games he's got at Marvel Stadium. He's got a, a fourth game at Marvel as well. And the next three, Melbourne, St Kilda, Fremantle, that's, that's three I really like. So, yeah, that, those are my picks. I don't, I don't really like Zach Jones. I just think, uh, yeah, the... Obviously, he's had an okay season, but not super invested in uh, Sydney's run home. And just think there's a couple of question marks over some of these guys. If you can try and get two premiums in, I much prefer that over one guy and one sort of breakout mid-pricer type. But having said that, with only seven weeks to go, uh, it's kind of like flipping a coin at this at this stage, MJ. So. Um, I've given my best answer, but uh, good luck whichever way you go, Matt. All right, fair enough, too. And then uh, there is a question from one uh, D Greenwood that we might just leave alone because I know who that young man is, the Fox. <laughs> so we might leave that tribe absolutely alone. Uh, but Craig Dunlop, he's asked a super coach question, so I'll throw it over to you, Fox. But, but I hesitate because there's a name that I just feel you hear this name. I'm ready for a name. And all you'll just say yes, no matter what, because there's a name that's included in the question that you won't be able to say no to. Here's the question from Craig Donlop, a great supporter of the coaches' panel. He said, first, thanks to Rids for confirming I should bring in Rowan Marshall when he was on the bubble. Second, help. Um, he's got two trades left. Gee, he needs help. He's in Benny he Gogos. Some... He's in Benny Gogos territory of trades remaining. <laughs> Absolutely, that's where he is. But here's the thing: in Supercoach, he's got Angus Brayshaw at M8, and he took a donut last week because of Gorn. Should he be trading Brayshaw by swinging Kelly into the midfield? That's Tim Kelly, and bringing in the Hoff. <laughs> <laughs> is it worth is it... the one trade? Getting rid of the bloke that's driving him nuts all year to get the Hoff. Well, he must like the Hoff. Oh, if the Hoff's going to make him happy, it, he might even give him a vision. Oh, no. <laughs> don't do that. I'd do it. Just, yeah, it's, yeah, just do it. I'm going to ask you, Tim, because I knew the moment I mentioned Westhoff, you, I could have said... Now, imagine what you can do with Westhoff, His name's Brody Grundy. Would you trade him? Yes, to the Westhoff. It's fine. No, Westhoff covers... Both are, who's who's he got as his um No, he's gonna move Tim Kelly into the midfield, get rid of Gus Brayshaw, yeah. and all of a sudden, worst case scenario, it becomes Brayshaw for Westhoff. I don't want to do that headache to myself. <laughs> I just feel like I'm asking for different pain. Yeah, yeah, well if Westy can cover both. He does, positions. and especially with Gorn where he copped the donut. Even <laughs> no. though he's got two trades left. No brainer. Do it. We leaving him with one <laughs> trade left box. Do it. So you're trading at a guy who's not injured to leave him with one trade for the last six like, weeks. He doesn't like Brayshaw. Does he like scoring zeros? We can't go on for it, so it's fine. Uh, all right, I appreciate yeah, your work. Definitely do it. Definitely do it. I, I hesitate to ask anybody else. Um, but, okay, yeah, that's fine. If you want a genuine... Any visions of players? Uh, we keep getting direct messages off Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram all the time of people going, oh, you've got visions... Are you- just for the record, Fox just showed me something that I never thought I'd see. Relating to that question. Relating to that question. And, and all it had was a giant bomber logo and the words that... No, 421-600 on my bench. In Dream Team. 
It was one Sean <laughs> Kernan that you've got visions about. He was good on the weekend. He was rucking against Aaliyah Aaliyah, which uh, certainly is not the most difficult ruck uh, pairing um, that he's ever had to go up It wasn't up easy to do, MJ. I feel really filthy and dirty Well, you doing should. It. You should. <laughs> you can't believe how, <laughs> how bad I feel. But you got a ton out of it, so you'd, it, it subsided. Look, uh, uh, Essendon played North Melbourne this week, so good luck with old mate McKernan over there, mate. Uh, all the best with that. And, uh, Thank you very much. You've had a vision. You're building your side with McKernan, Westhoff. Do you own Dom Sheed this year? I did earlier in the year. You're a disgrace money. to your own name. That's what you are, my friend. It's nice to have you on the episode. Tim, as always, a pleasure. Cheers. And uh, Betty Gogos, as always, mate, appreciate your help. Thanks, uh, if you want to go and check out this episode back again or some other previous episodes over the season, you can go and check that out at podcast, at iTunes or at Spotify. Make sure you subscribe so as soon as it gets live, you get a straight notification to your device. And if you want to keep supporting the coaches panel, you can go and check out the Patreon and find a tier that works for you and you can play your part in supporting the coaches panel. Over these last seven weeks, and especially this week, I hope your captain fires that you nail all your premium and that everything goes your way. And from all of us here at the Coaches Panel, well, we'll chat to you soon. Hi.